Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, well, welcome to the Gospel for Life this morning. We actually do have the whole crew in here, and, um, you know, we are just as aware of the things going on in the world today as you are, but we are going to do the very irrelevant thing and open up our Bibles. Um, and I think that that might irritate some of you because uh, perhaps you think that we should be talking about COVID or, or politics or um, policy or the election or any number of other things. Um, but we're going to be irrelevant this morning. Phil, what do you think about that? Do you think this is an irrelevant exercise in opening uh, up our Bibles? I, th- I think that obviously this is the most relevant thing, and it will continue to be relevant when all of today's, when all of the things reported on the news today are going to be distant memories, and the gospel will still be true. Amen. Well, we definitely need some some gospel, which means good news in our world today. So we have been looking at um, Advent accounts in the New Testament, and Advent just refers to the first coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and of course, we're waiting for the second coming. Uh, so far, we've looked at the the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew chapter 1. We've looked at uh, Zacharias and Elizabeth in Luke chapter 1, and now we're looking at... Um, I learned a new word, the Annunciation. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Annunciation, which is when Gabriel visits Mary and tells her that she is going to have a child. So picking up in Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26, it says this. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. So what are the parts of this? uh, And there's more, of course, and we can get to that. But before we get to the ending, uh, what can we pull out of these first few verses? Well, just a little detail, but it matters. Uh, in the very first verse that you read, verse 26, it says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God. The sixth month of what? Well, you read read back before, the sixth month of the pregnancy of Elizabeth. 
who is going, going to soon give birth to John the Baptist. And we talked about that uh, yesterday. The angel uh, Gabriel came and spoke to <coughs> Zechariah, the husband of Elizabeth, uh, and that she in her old age would have a child. Uh, Zechariah is struck dumb, but she's been pregnant now six, six months, and God's plan continues to unfold. Gabriel, the same angel. And by the way, there's only, in the Bible, there's only two angels named Gabriel and Michael. Uh, they're sometimes called archangels, and uh, that's very mysterious, but we know that they are very mighty beings, creatures, uh, and Gabriel, given a very special assignment, goes yeah, as to... He to as he told uh, Zechariah, I stand in the presence of God. Yes. <laughs> so in, other words, a, in other words, I rank. I, I, I get my directions from him. <laughs> right from the, from the source, yes. Right. The, other, the other thing that's important in this is uh, twice in this passage we're told uh, right up front that before even the Annunciation comes that uh, Mary is a virgin. Um, which is an important aspect to theological understanding of uh, how Christ is the sinless one who who takes on humanity, who is able uh, to you know pay for our sins. I mean, we, he has to be sinless, and he and it's as sinless uh, through the virgin birth um, because she is overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. um, so there, there's an impo something important being told there. And it fits with the promises that uh, were made, the very first promise in Genesis 3.15, where um, you know, we're, we're told that the Messiah would come through uh, the seed of the woman. And also we're told in Galatians 4.4, in the fullness of time, uh, God sent forth his son born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, mm -hmm. uh, so that we might receive the adoption as sons. So there's an there's, there's important fulfillment being taken place taking place here. Yeah. And I think it's important to just get this correct because for so long some of the church has not and and that's the greeting that the Gabriel brings greeting o favored one. Mm -hmm. Does not mean that Mary had somehow earned God's favor. Really it's it's what it says is greetings one that has been favored by God, one that is receiving God's gracious yeah. um, attention. Yes. Um, it's not because of the merit of Mary. It's about the merit of, of God in his graciousness coming to someone like Mary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Well, and Mary's response indicates that mm -hmm. uh, when, it, when it says that she was greatly troubled by this greeting. And, and it's, that, it's really the sense of when you meet somebody you don't know, and you're trying to remember their name, and you're trying to remember, well, how do I know this person? And you're just thinking, 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 like, what, what's going on? I, I know I know should know who this person is. And that's the word here um, for greatly perplexed. Mary is trying to figure this out because it doesn't make sense to right. her. Right, Yeah. Yeah. You know, though um, Matthew has a, a bit of a more Jewish flavor to it, and, and Luke has a more Gentile kind of flavor to it, What's not kept from us here is, is again the fulfillment of Old Testament promises. At, at the end of these verses that we just looked at, Gabriel, by the way, Gabriel, who also announced the coming of Christ in Daniel, he, he's the same angel who announced the coming of Christ in Daniel, and now he announces it to Mary. He says in verse 32, He, that is your son Jesus, 
will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. Instantly, Mary no doubt would have remembered the Davidic covenant back in Second Samuel 7, mm-hmm. um, recognizing, oh, th- this is the one? And then, and then he says, and he will reign over the house of Jacob. There's a, a reference back to Genesis 49.10 where Jacob blesses his sons and he says to the tribe of Judah, the scepter will never you know, fail. And then he says, and of his kingdom, there will be no end. Mm-hmm. All of David's sons died um, and were buried, but this son, his kingdom will be forever. It's interesting that if you take verse 32 and verse 33, um, Gabriel's going to make five pronouncements about the one that is to come. And four out of the five, really, in the Old Testament, would deal with something that would be true only of God. Mm-hmm. And so in, in, in at least an unspoken way, um, Gabriel is saying, and this one is going to be God. And also, all of those, those five, actually come right out of Second Samuel 7. Yeah. Uh, if you go back to Second Samuel 7 and read verses 9 and then 12 through 16, what you'll find is all of those things that are said in Luke chapter 1, verses um, 32 and 33, are in Second Samuel 7, that he'll be great, that he'll be a son, yeah. that he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will have no end. All of those are explicitly stated in the promise to David. Mm-hmm. Can we address the next verse real quick on the heels of that? Uh, Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I'm a virgin? How will this happen? And then he goes to tell her that the Holy Spirit will come upon you, the power of the Most High will overshadow you, therefore this child will be born to you, called, and he will be called Holy, the Son of God. Now, um, I, you know, Rob Bell came out with a book several years ago, uh, and, he, and he's a liberal. Um, I don't even know if you can call him Protestant anymore. He essentially said, what do we really lose if we lose the virgin birth? And, and I think many of us, we, we might not ask that question, but we might become so familiar with the with the Christmas story where we might not see the significance of Jesus. If, if Jesus wasn't born of a virgin, what what do we lose? Well, actually, I'm, I'm going to back up even a little bit before that. I'll, I'll, I'll drive my friend Josh nuts here a little bit. <laughs> I'll answer a different question. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. We're, I'm, I'm working up to the same. I, I didn't work, say it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm working up to the same answer. Let's try to get, just for a moment, as, as impossible though it be, get into the mind and heart of a young woman living in Galilee, first century. Young woman, She's probably early teens. 14, yeah. mm-hmm. 14 15 years mm-hmm. old, mm-hmm. perhaps. No, no older than that. All she wants to do is get married to this man that she's betrothed to. Uh, betrothal was a uh, kind of like engagement, but more binding than our engagement. I think in America today, I've read that over 50% of engagements don't end up in marriage. Uh, but betrothal was a, a serious kind of commitment in, in, in among ancient Jews that uh, it required divorce, actually, to, to break a betrothal, even though they had, Mary and Joseph had not yet come together as husband and wife. She's a virgin. And so when the angel Gabriel comes to her and announces to her that she's going to have a baby, not in her time, not of her choosing, it's going to bring tremendous shame on her. People are going to talk. And when she says, 
No, she's like, like we've said, she's what, 14, 15 years old. She's innocent, but she's not naive. Mm-hmm. She says, how can this be? I'm a virgin. Yeah. It's interesting and, that she doesn't doubt. She's asking that, for more information. Yes. Not She doesn't doubt the identity of the child that will be born. Yes. I mean, of all of the things in that, that's, that list, there's lots of things that you would have wanted to say, what? Yes. I'm giving birth to God? Yes. I'm giving birth to... I mean, she doesn't question any of that. Right. She accepts the identity of the child to come. She just doesn't understand the biology of, That's wait right. a minute, I think I understand how babies are born, yes. and this mm-hmm. isn't it. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and I want to talk about a little bit about the, the virgin birth and Mary's response. How can this be? <clears throat> well, you have, you have 50 seconds. <laughs> well, I love what C.S. Lewis said, <laughs> that... You know, critics of the Bible and the Rob Bells of the world will say that, well, ancient people believed in things like virgin birth. No, they didn't. C.S. Lewis points this out. Even Mary, 14, gets it. How can this be? I'm a virgin. Right. Mm -hmm. She doesn't say, oh, well, virgin birth, that happens all the time. And we're going to have to deal tomorrow. So you've you've successfully avoided my question. Do you see how this works on the program? (laughs) I would so never Cliff, do that. Cliff, tomorrow. Cliffhanger. <laughs> what would have happened if, if uh, Christ wasn't born of a virgin? So, um, thanks, Bill. That. You're welcome. <laughs> we'll see you next time on the Gospel for Life. 